Hello to all of you out there. I am Ulrike Seminati, host of the podcast Empowering Female Leaders for Women Who Want to Thrive. Every week you will get new perspectives, exciting insights, and empowering messages of women from all over the globe. Welcome to another episode of my podcast, Empowering Female Leaders. I am pleased to welcome Hannah Van Kai, founder of The Potential Seekers. And Hannah will share with us compelling actions um, that everyone can take to advocate for ourselves in the workplace. Now, find out how you can embrace the transformational leadership style that studies claim to be the leadership style of the future and get inspired of what you can do and what you can implement in your own daily work life. Hannah, do you want to say a few words about yourself? Sure. Thank you, Ulrike. Thank you for inviting me for this wonderful show that you're having. Uh, thank you for the people who are attending now and the listeners later as well. So um, as you mentioned, Ulrike, I'm the founder of The Potential Seekers, a pretty new um, organization. And we do confidence coaching for women with currently a focus on um, the career and entrepreneurship. So what we do is we help women who experience self-doubt in these areas. And we have a pretty unique um, action-based approach to help them go from where they are right now to a place where they feel confident and uh, attacking their goals. Uh, and so, as you already mentioned, the title of today is Advocating for Yourself in the Workplace. And we'll be sharing some really interesting uh, research and very practical tips on, on how you can do that. So pleased to be here. Thank you very much, Hannah, for accepting. I think you have a very interesting profile and a great professional background to speak about these topics today. Um, what are actually the main obstacles for women who want to be maybe more assertive and advocate for themselves in the workplace? Yeah, so um, for the women who want to do this already, um, it's mostly a fear of conflict and backlash that's holding them back. So there is something very interesting called the double bind. The double bind um, is kind of uh, an internal conflict that women face between um, playing it nice and being seen as soft and feminine and therefore liked in the organization on the one hand, and on the other hand, um, being competent, tough, decisive, and therefore being seen as respected on the other hand. So um, there is this real trade-off most of the time between being liked and being respected. And women often feel that when they want to be assertive, when they want to advocate for themselves, um, that they can easily not be liked anymore, not be seen as soft and, and feminine. Um, and therefore, they often hold themselves back. What is the risk when women hold themselves back too much or too long for too long time? So um, obviously there's a lot of research showing that it hinders their professional advancement. Um, there's some interesting numbers about this. So one study says that 24% of women hold back on highlighting their achievements at work and 17% are not confident enough to seek promotion. Those might seem like pretty uh, low numbers. So let's say like one fifth, one fourth of women. But um, keep in mind that those are only the women who reported it in a study, so who, who reported it themselves. I believe that the number is, is way higher, right? So, and then if you don't do that, if you don't put yourself forward, uh, you're likely gonna miss a lot of opportunities in the workplace. Because something that I think mostly women have to learn is that your actions and your achievements don't speak for themselves. 
this is something that um, I talk about a lot in, in my coaching program with my clients. And time and again, I hear from them that um, they often believe that they are very good. They are often very competent. Remember that women who doubt themselves are likely to be highly competent. Um, so they are, they are often very competent, but they just believe that those, those actions and those competencies will speak for themselves. And in fact, it is the opposite. So um, there is other studies that show that um, men who sometimes lack certain competencies but are overconfident get more chances than women who do have the competencies but who are not confident enough. Another uh, great example that I find of this is in um, job applications. So you've probably heard of the fact that um, a woman only applies to a certain job when she meets Let's say 100% or nearly 100% of the of the requirements for it, man will will need as low as 60% uh, before starting to apply to a certain job. So women are effectively taking themselves out of the running um, even before they start. So sometimes they are inflicting some kind of harm on, on their own career. That is true. And I heard that quite often as well as I'm working in the same area. It is true. It is uh, something that we see all over the place. And this makes a huge difference afterwards when women want to move on with their career and obviously also with their salary, because there's not this active claiming or this active promotion of their own brand, of their own achievements, and it's not happening. What is in your opinion at stake in general, not only for the person and an individual level, but even for companies who hire women, who have women, who have high potential women, <laughs> but these women yeah. are not acting, uh, mm -hmm. well, using their full potential. So um, we, you and I, we often read about um, gender equity in the workplace. And right now across the board, um, mostly in Europe and the US I know, is that in lower lower levels, entry level, um, in many companies, there's like a 50-50 uh, ratio of men and women. But when you get to the board level, that's often 70% men and 30% women, or even a uh, lower percentage of women. Uh, and if women are holding themselves back and not highlighting their achievements enough, they are actively uh, contributing a bit to that lower ratio, right? So as, as we said before, they're taking themselves out of the running. So perhaps they do get accepted for an entry-level job, but then as they go on in their career, uh, they are not progressing towards the top level, the, the board level, because they are not highlighting their achievements and actively seeking these opportunities and promotions. Yeah, probably female leadership is one of the most untapped potentials that we have out there because of this reason. Now, I want to be careful that we do not blame, or does it not sound as if you were blaming women of not taking any action? It's all their fault, yeah. which is not the case. There are obviously a lot of things around there in terms of frameworks and policies which are there. And um some kind of behaviors which are out in the business world as well. Mm. Um, can you let us know your view on um, the behavioral codes that we have in the current business world versus how women should be, or that's what we often hear, how a good female leadership style lo should look like? What are these mm. opinions which are out there versus what you think about that? Yes. So um, I think nowadays I can only speak for my generation who's, who's starting to work, right? Um, it's, it's easy for you to believe that when you want to make your way up, you have to assimilate to this kind of uh, codes and 
very often male, uh, male influenced behavior. And so what a lot of women do is they emulate this male behavior, these male traits. Uh, one funny anecdote or example that I want to give of this is uh, a training that I once attended where um, the trainer was talking about power poses. I'm sure you've heard of that as well and our listeners also. And one of the power poses was to uh, man spread, so as to say, or to, to spread your legs really wide. I was supposed to make you feel powerful. Um, but for me, it was, it was very awkward. It doesn't feel authentic to me. Uh, and this is something I think that I really want to include in this talk as well, which is authentic leadership. So it's important to give women the message that um, there is a leadership style, which we can talk about later, the transformational leadership style, which comes very naturally to women, um, which is predicted to be the leadership style of the future even. Um, and so in that leadership style, women can be themselves. Women can authentically be themselves. They don't have to emulate uh, the current codes that are influenced by historic male behavior. Um, and that's an important message to, to give to, to our female listeners. I, I agree with the with the power posing thing. I remember I once wanted to do a training for for body language, and I was looking for exactly this power poses also for women. And I realized that you hardly can find them because it does not really exist. Everything that we see today in the business world and all of these different codes and what we find is normal has been shaped over decennies and over decennies, mainly by men, obviously, because it comes from the past. It has not been done yesterday. So we are there with that today. Do, do you want to add on something? Yeah. So um, I, I read a very interesting article about this before our talk here. Um, and it's, it's, as you said, right, it's something historic. It's very easy to explain. So at the moment, uh, in the in the previous century, when women started to uh, get introduced in the workforce en masse, let's say, they, they thought, okay, how can we uh, be good employees and how can we even get to some level of leadership? Well, they just looked at the men, right? They looked at the men that were uh, in power and they just completely emulated. And I think that with what I said before, with us now having this gender equity in the entry-level workforce, that we are at a, at a moment in time where we can kind of step away from that. Um, and so, as we mentioned, a lot of research from very prominent universities is talking about this female leadership style. Um, and I think something that our listeners can do, which we'll talk about later, is to really um, assimilate this authentic leadership style and, and uh, step away from this male leadership style which will help also to shape a different picture of what a leadership style is. But this will take logically a while and many women have to start doing this so that we find another way of being out there. Which brings me back to what you said before, the transformational leadership style. Uh, probably some of our listeners knows, know what that is, but some might not. Do you want to explain a bit what that is? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so I'll first explain that and then I'll, I'll uh, touch upon a few more points that are interesting regarding this. So transformational leadership style is a leadership style in which you aim to transform the attitudes and beliefs of your um, direct reports, so your, your subordinates. Um, so you aim to inspire them, you aim to give them a vision towards positive change. So basically your subordinates are working for like some kind of um, very positive future. Right? And the two other big leadership styles are coercive leadership, uh, which is you know, basically just how very power-based, very punishment-based, 
and in transactional leadership, which is performance-based. So transactional leadership, I think, is a, a leadership style which is still very prominent today. Um, just looks at your performance and then um, you know, rewards you based on that. But in the transformational leadership style, you really want your employees to be intrinsically motivated and not just be motivated for fear of punishment or for um, some, some quick uh, reward like, like money or something like that. So they really work for a vision. And as you mentioned, this is something that women are very good at. Women are very good at inspiring, at um, you know, transferring this vision. And so that's why they call transformational leadership the, the leadership style of the future. Also because um, transformational leadership has a lot to do with soft skills, right? And this is something interesting I read as well, um, which is that as we go into the future and we'll have more and more automation, the, the important element that will remain as long as we keep working with other humans is soft skills. Because that's the one thing that until now, uh, machines are not very good at yet. So uh, leadership is based on soft skills. Everything will revolve more around soft skills. This is something that I see in job descriptions these days as well. Um, so the last couple of years, soft skills is something that's very emphasized. And so this is another reason why, uh, why women are, are you know, good leaders now and in the future. Uh, actually, I read an article about this before, which was called Seven Lessons uh, in Leadership that Men Can Learn from Women. Was a very um, interesting and actually a bit of controversial article. It has received a lot of uh, criticism, mostly from from men, uh, when it was when it was published. And so one of the lessons was this transformational leadership that we talked about, and another lesson was about coaching and mentoring and developing. And it said that something that men can learn from women uh, is to develop their direct reports. So studies uh, show that nowadays, women have been proven to be more prone towards developing their, their direct reports than men. And that's because women are naturally um, more kind of talent agents than, than males. Women are less uh, self-centered in the workplace these days. And so that's another thing that, that men can learn from women in leadership. That is a very optimistic message and I like it very much <laughs> because it gives us a very nice and promising outlook for the future. Exactly. Now, still women struggle a lot um, with the trade-off that you mentioned earlier on in the talk, the trade-off, what actually is this behavior that is for me an authentic one? And is it is it something that is then set in stone when I found, like, let's say, my authenticity, my personal style? Or is this something that needs to evolve? How do you see that? And where is this place? How can a woman find this place between being to simplify too nice or too assertive yeah I, I think you um you recognize it very easily at work so uh one thing when you are very much on the assertive side uh there will be a lot of gossip so things that can be said is that you are an ice queen or even worse so you can kind of um have some some pulse check in a way, perhaps with a colleague that you know well or a subordinate that you know well and ask, you know, what is said about you in the workplace. On the other hand, when you are liked but you are not respected, I also feel that you will um, you will experience it very quickly, for example, by being interrupted in meetings. Um, 
others taking credit for your ideas. These are little, uh, little things in which you can see that you are liked but not respected. And um, it just came to my mind. In one of the sessions that I was giving, there was uh, a client actually that gave a very good tip to the others um, on how to balance this niceness and um, assertiveness. She had heard it from another trainer as well. And the tip was the following. For women starting a meeting, they should start with uh, some small talk, asking about the family, asking about the home situation uh, to both the women and the men uh, in, the, in the room. And that then kind of uh, puts everyone at ease and, and um, takes away the, the tension that they might have towards a, a woman leading a meeting, you know, a woman leader. So then they like you, they are at ease, and then you can start being um, powerful and decisive and um, having your meeting as a man would have it. Right? Because again, it has been proven that if a woman doesn't do such things, just asking about the family situation and showing such interest, uh, she is uh, looked at as less likable. Whereas if a man doesn't do those things, it's normal. And if he does, he is liked even more. So women get punished and men get praised for doing something uh, extra. So when a woman has more this tendency of being assertive, that is a very interesting uh, advice which they can use, I think, quite well. And it does not scratch on their authenticity either because it's just a skill that you apply uh, like a presentation skill, for example, or like an introductory skill. When you hold a presentation, you just start with something specific and you move into something else. Now, for the women who are in the position where they do not have naturally an assertive style. They are naturally much more, let's say, caring, maybe more emotional, highly empathetic, and all of this. How can they combine a certain style? Because you need a certain assertiveness to be a leader, that's clear. But how can they become this without losing their authenticity? So um, one tip uh, that I came across once is to involve others. So what I'll, I'll um, elaborate on this, right? So for example, one element of being assertive is that you highlight your own achievements and you engage in self-promotion. But for women for whom this doesn't come naturally, your goal is to look for allies in the company or outside of the company. Um, outside of the company, meaning sometimes they can be customers or, or clients, or other stakeholders. Uh, that are in close touch with your managers or whoever has to evaluate you and who do the, the praising for you. Uh, so, for example, if you have a certain achievement with a particular client in your business or you just, uh, you know, close a new deal or something, if you really feel too apprehensive uh, to, to tell this to your manager yourself, you can actually ask that, that client or that ally if you have forged a close relationship with them praise you and sometimes that's even better than doing it yourself because it, it sounds perhaps even more even more credible than if you do it yourself so that's kind of a hack that that um women who feel apprehensive can can apply that's a super advice i find that really cool <laughs> and Thank i think you. quite a lot of women would find that that a good idea as well um now still there's the question of self-development in all of this how um 
how much self-development is good there, let's say it like this, by still being yourself. I know that some people think that if they try to squeeze themselves too much into a certain way, because then they believe that they lose a bit of their authenticity and finally they're not themselves anymore. Nonetheless, we all want to evolve and we want to grow and we want to develop ourselves also in the workplace. What is your view on the potential of internal change versus what uh, we claim as much as the internal change, which is more of the institutional change when it comes to frameworks at work, which is a totally different story? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so to, to, to go on to the point of uh, your question about authentic leadership and personal development. So an interesting question to ask yourself is, um, what feels authentic to you now, to your current self and your current view of yourself? And what will feel authentic to your future view of yourself, to whom you want to be, right? Um, I think we talked about this uh, before as well, you and I, that uh, I have also witnessed a certain personal uh, kind of progression in how outspoken I am. And at the moment when I was less outspoken, I asked myself, Okay, perhaps this doesn't feel authentic to me right now to uh, you know, go to this person and that person and at events try to speak to as many people as possible, but will this feel authentic to my future vision of myself, to whom I want to be? And I feel as long as the answer to that question is yes, then go ahead with it. Something that um, I see in, in my own coaching sessions as well is that sometimes you have to force a certain behavior for a certain period of time um for it to start feeling natural if that is what you want of course don't go ahead with, with behaviors that you don't want to assimilate so uh what i said before about the man spreading that did not belong to my future vision of myself i never wanted to do that so i i, I stopped <laughs> um but if something if something belongs to your future vision of yourself go ahead and force it for a certain period of time and it will start feeling natural Something, perhaps a tip I can give in that regard, uh, something that I came across as well in enforcing a certain um, behavior or act is when you get um, interrupted in, in a meeting, for example, which happens again more often for women than for men. Uh, when you get interrupted, you can use a standard phrase such as, um, I need a few more minutes to make my point. Uh, I'm happy to listen to your contribution afterwards. And this sounds like two, you know, very uh, rehearsed sentences. But when you keep saying that, you will discover the magic of it, and you will discover that you you tend to lean more towards the respected side as well, right? So this is something that you can practice, and after a while, it will feel authentic to you. That is a very good advice because the question of authenticity is always there, and it's very difficult to grasp. What is authenticity? When am I authentic? And as you said before, it is more of a feeling and we just probably to, should just rely more on our emotions, how we feel about that. And this gives us this, um, this threshold where we say, until this stage, I am happy to change. And even if it's quite a radical change, maybe in some areas, um, but I feel good about it when I'm doing it, or I feel totally false about it because I feel like it's somebody put the words into my mouth and I have to speak them without any conviction and this will never work out for me. So probably there is something in between where we can find the right way. Uh, I'd like to add one more thing on that. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely think that there's women who can go too far in the being assertive. 
So when doing my, my research for this talk, I came across an article as well that said that um, sometimes in an organization, it is actually the senior women preventing uh, junior women from, from climbing up or from reaching higher positions instead of the men. So the general rule is that it isn't right. Uh, but sometimes you can find such, such women on, on boards and in top-level management. Uh, and what has happened there, according to research, is that those women on the boards or in top-level management have had to play by the rules for so long, have emulated male behavior for so long, that I believe it has reached a point where it isn't authentic to them anymore and where they, um, they have some kind of backlash against the junior women who do want to uh, establish this, this kind of more authentic leadership. So that's just something, uh, a situation where it can go too far and where it can, I think, not be authentic anymore. So be careful with, with that. Yeah, I agree, because sometimes you might have I also heard I was myself on a sea level uh, for a few years. And um, and I know that that for women on this level, quite often, some said to me, others who did that, I had to completely drop who I am to get there. And this is extremely sad. This is really, really bad. And when we speak about diversity, we want diversity in the different leadership levels of companies to have this different perspective from women and men and from any other kind of diversity. But it doesn't make sense when the women try to be a man. <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point because then, then it's not a real diversity. Yeah, exactly. Then very we have it maybe on paper at some point, but not yeah. in the behavior and even less in the ideas and in, in the input that is given. And we don't have that result that is actually that we actually want to have with this kind of diversity, not just as women, but as society as such. So I think yeah. there's quite a big mission in there and quite a lot of potential. So we are coming already to the end of this talk. We could speak probably for another two hours about this. There's so much in it. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> but what I like to point out is a very optimistic message about the leadership style of the future and already in my opinion of today which is this transformational leadership style that fits very well to the female leadership style and this is a great message out there that means we don't have to copy men we don't have to go into what has been done over the past 30 40 years we can do it in our own way and i have taken a few very hands-on takeaways now from you really hands-on tips which you gave here. The first one was a very simple one and something that we can apply right away. When you are someone who already is very assertive, who is very, feels strong, who has not that problem of not being strong enough as a woman or feeling like too nice, but you're an assertive person, but you feel that it's a little bit difficult to be accepted from times from your male and female colleagues, you can learn a few little skills how to make the other people more comfortable when you enter the room, when you start a discussion, like starting with a small talk or doing something that makes it just a little bit easier and that is easing the whole atmosphere instead of immediately coming with your strong points. That was a really interesting tip. The second one was for the other women, those who simply do not want to speak up too much, who hate to promote themselves because they were brought up with the idea that you have to be modest, you have to please, you have to be nice and all of that. It's so hard for them to step over this. Instead of pushing like crazy to promote yourself by yourself, try to find allies in the company who advocate for you 
Very good tip as well. And this goes also into building a, a network that is performant for you, that's helping you to grow. Very nice tip here as well. Then we had the other point when it was about, okay, but if I want to find my own style, if I want to be authentic, how can I know when it's too much or not enough? And if I want to try to be to implement a new behavior in my life that is maybe pretty different from what I'm doing right now, isn't that that doesn't it mean that I'm not authentic anymore? And you said here, Listen just to your emotions, how you feel about this. Even when it's a, a radical change in a behavior, try it out. And even if it feels unfamiliar, it might feel good at the same time. You might feel better when you have tried it out and say, wow, this was a, wow, it was really good. Not familiar, but ah, there's something in it. Then it's probably worth going there and training yourself to learn this behavior and to become this person that you want to be. And then the last thing was a little, very small skill, but a lovely one because that happens so often in a meeting when you're interrupted and when you feel they never listen to me, don't start speaking fast and rushing through your topic because you know you have no time to say your things. Stop this, speak slowly and say when you're interrupted, sorry, I have not finished yet. I will come back to your question later when I have finished, which immediately sets a scene of respect for you because the other person has no choice than to respect that, obviously, in this kind of situation. Yeah, exactly. Wonderful tips. And now I want to hear the one, the one takeaway, which you would say is the one that people can apply immediately when they finish this talk, when they get out of here, when they get into the office tomorrow morning. What is the one thing which you say, this is something which you can do right now? Yeah. So um, first of all, read up, read up on the benefits of female leadership style, of transformational leadership. Just uh, read, you know, two, three articles about this. They pop up very quickly and easily on Google. Read up and then reflect uh, upon yourself among all those things that you read, the feminine leadership qualities, what are strengths that you have, write them down somewhere and start um, making management aware of those qualities and of the fact that they belong to the leadership style of the future. If you feel uncomfortable, just, you know, shoving, shoving it uh, under people's noses, like, look, this is a quality of transformational leadership. I have that quality. What you can do is simply share some of those articles with people in your firm. Share some of those articles with management. Uh, from, this, from this perspective, it just feels like sharing some knowledge, right? And, and nothing is ever wrong with that. So start with that and you'll get things going, not for your, only for yourself, but for your entire organization and all the other women to come behind you. So let's contribute together to a bigger change because together we can make a difference. <laughs> exactly, exactly. This was another episode of Empowering Female Leaders. What are the questions and topics in female leadership that you are interested in? Let me know in the comments on YouTube and Instagram or join our LinkedIn group. I'm excited to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe for new talks with inspiring women from all around the globe. Thank you for listening.